Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 204. Will you add being brave with Makerspace to your New Year's resolution list? Happy New Year! It's 2023. I can't even believe that we are already in 2023. Isn't it insane? I feel like the years are just flying by and it's just unbelievable. So I hope you had a nice, long, winter's break and that you had a wonderful Christmas and that maybe you even caught up on some reruns of One Tired Teacher and you were also enjoying yourself by maybe a warm, cozy fire. If you live in Florida where I am, you definitely were not by a warm, cozy fire. You might have even been sick the whole time, which is basically what has happened to me. That's why my voice is sounding so raspy, so deep. I feel like I could do um, maybe voiceover for a man or something. So it, it's really bad. And since I usually batch my episodes, which means I record them all at one time, then your whole entire month of January episodes are going to be a little sound a little funny. So I, I'm really sorry about that. <clears throat> I apologize in advance. So I'm excited to talk about one of my very favorite topics at the beginning of this year, and that is makerspace. I'm going to be talking about it for like a next little bit. I have some new little twists and turns to share with you. And I'm excited because I truly believe that hands-on learning is so impactful, so meaningful, so necessary for our students. And I think that Makerspace is just a vehicle of being able to embrace hands-on learning. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a specific space. It can be things that we bring out for kids or stations that we set up or centers or you know areas or outside. It doesn't have to be in a specific space. I want to tell you that right from the start. So when I say makerspace, you know, if your heart is like starts palpitating and you're like, I don't have enough room in my classroom, or I don't have enough room in my media center, I don't have, you know, I don't have that. It's or it's so messy, or any of those objections that come up. I want you to kind of take a deep breath and I want you to think to yourself, what is the main goal? The main goal is to engage and inspire and motivate students. And it's to give all students, every single student, different learning style students, students with different backgrounds, students with different languages, all different kinds of students, the opportunity to learn best. And we know that hands-on learning can do that. And we know that when kids feel included, their brains are able to open up, they're better able to retain and absorb and synthesize and all those things that we want kids to do with information. And that is so necessary. And makerspace might just be one of those ways. So I just want you to keep that in mind. But today we're going to talk about adding or kind of incorporating that hands-on learning or really maybe even being brave enough with makerspace to your to we're going to add this to your new year's resolution list. And this episode is definitely for you if you are feeling like, you know what? I'm ready to talk about this. I do think it's a big deal and I want to discuss it. So today we're going to discuss some of the ways that you can get started with making in your classroom or in your library or if you are a STEM teacher or you're getting ready to be a STEM teacher and you're really ready to start thinking about this. We'll also provide a few, I'll also, not we, because it's just me, guys. It's just me. It's me for for the foreseeable future. We will have, I might have a special co-host 
in March, which I'm super excited about. We are talking about it. We'll see how that goes. I can't wait to tell you about that if if it pans out. And I know we'll have Lee back for some, you know, some different occasions when things kind of settle down for Lee. Lee is a second grade teacher in the thick of it. And um, she is, you know, experiencing all the things that we experience as teachers when we have families and grad school and a classroom. And oh my goodness gracious, the memories for me are flooding back. I just, when I talked to her recently, I was like, oh Lee, I just wanted to put my arms around her. And that's what I want to do for you too. I want to put my arms around you and tell you that you're not alone, that you're, you know, you're in safe hands and take this, take this opportunity with this podcast and allow it to, to help like help you allow it to help you maybe feel motivated or maybe feel heard or maybe feel you know supported i hope that that's what it does for you and it doesn't have to be an extra thing that you do every week it can be you know take me with you on your way to school and your way home from school as you prepare for the day and then as you kind of let go of the day when you're leaving. So, you know, if you cut me off in the middle of an episode and then you pick me back up on your way home, that, you know, I think that would, that's totally fine. All right. So I'll also provide a few tips to help make your experience with Makerspace as successful as possible. So if you're ready to explore the world of making, keep listening. I hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina Debery Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina Debery. Hi. So I am excited to talk to you today about incorporating Makerspace for the new year because it is the new year. It's the new, it's not a new school year, but it's 2023. And speaking of 2023, what kinds of things are you incorporating in your classroom this year? What do you want to do that maybe you've never done before? Or what goals do you have for yourself as an educator as the year goes on? Those are some things I want you to think about because even if you are in the middle of a school year, you can start to think about things that you want for the rest of the school year, for the remainder of the school year, and then even into the future. So those are really, this is a really exciting time for us to kind of reflect upon that and to get excited about what is to come. So <laughs> let's talk about some some ways and some some brave, you know, ways that we can incorporate makerspace into our learning area. So first of all, what is a makerspace and what are the benefits of using it in your classroom or your library? Well, I'll tell you, the in simplest terms, a makerspace is a place where people can come together to create and wonder and tinker and imagine. It is a, usually a location where makers of all ages and abilities can gather to share resources and knowledge. They work on projects together. They collaborate. There's community. They explore new ideas. There's lots of critical thinking going on. So much creativity, 
curiosity is cultivated. While makerspaces are often associated with high-tech tools and gadgets, they can really be anything that supports hands-on making and creative exploration, which is one of my favorite things because it doesn't have to be a specific set of tools. It doesn't even have to be a specific set of spaces, which I know that I shared in the longest intro on earth. And (laughs) I promise that's not going to be my New Year's resolution, that I'm not going to do that again. That was so long, but I just felt like I had so much to say because I have been, I've missed you. I haven't had a chance to speak to you, you know, in a while. I took a little break. We did some reruns. I hope you caught episode 200 where I talked about some of my favorite episodes. That was super fun to look back at that. But I, so anyway, so I felt like I had lots to say. So I just want you to keep that in mind. You don't have to have a massive space. And if you are a media specialist and a girl after my own heart, then you are probably looking around your media center and thinking, oh my goodness, where in the world can I put this? But you know, I've set up two maker spaces in my time as media, as a media specialist in two different schools. And there wasn't a lot of space in one of them. There was more space in the second one, but there wasn't a lot of space in one of them. But I made it work in a little corner and it started off small and it, it, that's all that it takes. It really is all that it takes to get kids excited and motivated and engaged and wanting to be in your area. And I think that's the thing that really, that key element that really, really warms my heart is that they want to be in your space. And whether that's in your media center or in your STEM classroom, or even in your classroom, that's really important. Okay, so makerspaces have popped up in schools and in libraries across the country. And some are really large and they're well-equipped with high-tech tools, while others are smaller and more modestly equipped. No matter their sizes or their scope, makerspaces offer endless possibilities for education and learning. And I think that is so crucial. Now, as makerspaces kind of gain that that you know popularity and and I'm hoping that they really are because it again it's not about the makerspace it's about the idea it's about the mindset it's about being inclusive and hands-on and creative and collaborating and you know, the five C's essentially you know which we know are creativity collaboration community um, critical thinking and curiosity. I like to add that fifth C. Sometimes we hear about it as the four C's. I like to add that fifth C because I think curiosity is so important. So let's move along. So as makerspaces continue to kind of gain this this popularity, it's likely that they will have an increasingly significant impact on education. In the future, makerspaces may become commonplace in schools and libraries. I would love to see that. I know that even some museums and places are incorporating makerspace into their you know, area. And it's really providing learners of all ages and all backgrounds. It's allowing them the opportunity to explore their creativity and, in, and their innovation. Now, If you're like me, your mind is already probably racing with possibilities for how makerspaces can be used in your school or even in your library. Before you you get too ahead of yourself, though, it's important to remember that we, we don't build, like Rome wasn't built in a day. We don't just go, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to incorporate makerspace. I'm ready to go. Like it takes, it takes a little bit of planning, takes a little bit of, um, you know, creativity on your part as the teacher. But this is the exciting part because sometimes 
I know in teaching, at least this is what happened to me. I started to feel really burned out. I started to feel really frustrated. I've talked about that on the podcast before. And I needed something that was motivating and inspiring me as the educator and helping me to like refine my passion. Honestly, Makerspace is one of the biggest pieces that helped me hold on to some hope. And I, I know that we need hope out there. I know teachers need hope. So I just want you to consider it. Okay, so creating a successful makerspace and a sustainable makerspace, it takes some time and it takes some patience and it takes some planning. And to help ease you into the world of makerspace and avoid information overload, I've put together a free getting started kit complete with ideas, tips, resources, and more. So I want you to, to grab it and I want you to now, you know, I want you to take it and make it, make it work for you. And after all, it's free. So you, who doesn't love free stuff? Once you've had a chance to explore the kind of the ins and outs of makerspace on your own, come back and share what worked and what didn't work. Leave a comment on this podcast. I would really appreciate some feedback. You know, it, it helps others find the podcast. It helps me feel like I'm speaking to someone and it may, you know, it kind of gives me a, a, a little bit of a boost, which sometimes I honestly need. And I would love to hear. And also if I, if there's things that I need to do differently, like not have such a long intro, then I give me some grace on this one. <laughs> then I would like to do it. So please rate the show, review it, save it so that you can get it every single week it comes out on Monday every single week. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. So happy you're here. So anyway, so let me know, like, tell me about what happened in, you know, when you started thinking about makerspace, and maybe you looked over the free getting started kit, let me tell you how you can grab it. You can grab it at Trina Debery teaching and learning.com forward slash MS start up kit, all one word, I'm going to spell it MS start kit. So MS startup kit. And it's just on the tail end of Trina Debery teaching and learning.com. I'll also drop it in the show notes. So you can just click on it easily and grab it. And then let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this makerspace startup kit, at least to get you kind of started into thinking about what you could do. It also gives you some, some links to some other podcasts I've done on makerspace and, you know, gives you some of those kinds of resources as well. I hope that, I hope that that is helpful. You can always DM me too on Instagram, Trina underscore Debris, and then you can just, you know, hop into my DMs and let me know what you're thinking. I'd love to chat. All right. Well, that wraps up our first episode for the year. I'm really hoping that some of this sparked your your imagination and your curiosity and your your need to hold on to some hope and you've added it to your New Year's resolution list. Now I want it to be something that you don't add to your list and then abandon after like a month <laughs> because we know how New Year's resolutions can go. At least that's the experience I've had. If we, and one way to prevent that from happening, whether it's, you know, working out or eating or whatever you've added to your list, maybe, maybe I'm just totally speaking to myself because um, I do that every year. 
it's, it's changing our habits. So even if we change our habits, like just a little bit at a time, then, you know, maybe, maybe every week on Mondays, you're going to listen to information about makerspace and you're going to listen to the podcast. Maybe that's the first habit you create around makerspace, or maybe you're going to, you know, start gathering materials on Tuesdays. And every time you see like a lot, you know, a a toilet toilet paper roll, you go, ooh, I'm going to save that. Because yes, those kind of materials work really well in makerspaces. Those kind of um, recyclable materials work really well. Just a thought. All right. So I am excited about the new year. I hope you are as well. I will be back next week. So this one tired teacher is ready for makerspace in the new year. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight. (laughs) 